that July page. There you go. August, August 2nd, 2021. Welcome everybody. This is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old time radio podcast. On Mondays, of course, we play a comedy because you folks need some, uh, some reason to laugh after uh, making complete fools of yourselves over the weekend, right? No, just kidding. Our listeners are conservative and very stable citizens that really contribute to their communities. That's who listens to Old Time Radio, but whoever you are, we're glad to have you along. We've got a pretty good comedy lined up, and we'll tell you all about it in a minute. We welcome you to August. We are now well into the second half of the year, and uh, for many of you, school will be starting soon, and that affects me. means I have to get up even earlier. But uh, we can do that. We can do that. What we want you to do now is to go over there in that big, comfortable, easy chair. Get your feet up. Relax. Get yourself a little refreshment. And just let the cares of the day drift away. Because in just a minute, we're coming back at you with this week's old-time radio comedy. since we played a life of Riley, so I am going to correct that because I've received a couple of requests for them. This one that we're going to listen to tonight was first broadcast on NBC April 27, 1946. And Riley discovers that Junior has been gambling in the back of Mike's cigar store, playing a slot machine. And Riley decides that he needs to teach Junior a lesson about the evils of gambling. But sometimes Riley doesn't think these things out too well. And that's what we have here today. Pretty good episode. This one features, of course, William Bendix as Riley. It also has Paula Winslow as Peg. It's got Scotty Beckett, uh, John Brown, Alan Todd, or excuse me, Ann Todd, and uh, Jerry Hausner in the cast. So here we go from 1946, Life of Riley and Riley the Gambler. The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. (laughs) 
Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. For Chester A. Riley, life is a bowl of cherries. But uh, every once in a while, he chokes on one of the pits. For instance, the other day, Riley learned that his 13-year-old son, Junior, has been gambling on the slot machine in the back room of Mike's cigar store. Right now, Riley is entering the cigar store in an effort to catch Junior in the act. Oh, boy, I win again. Gee, two nickels. Aha, so here you are. Pa, so I caught you red-handed, gambling away my hard-earned money. I'm shocked, Junior. Relax, Pop. I'm ahead 15 cents. Yeah, sure. That's the way it starts. Believe me, son, there's no security in a gambler's life. One day you'll have a million dollars and everything is great. And the next day you'll lose it and I'll have to go back to work. (laughs) What a disgrace. If you want extra money, ask me for it. Yesterday I asked you ten times. Yeah, that's another reason you'll never be a success. You ain't persistent enough. (laughs) What are you so desperate for money for all of a sudden? Well, it's my girl Marilyn's birthday, and I haven't got any dough to buy her a present. And that's no excuse. When I was courting your mother and I had to buy her a present, I didn't play no slot machines. I didn't play cards. I didn't shoot dice. She just did without a present. (laughs) Uh, But I just gotta get Marilyn a present. Well, this ain't the way to get it. I'm going to prove to you that gambling don't pay. You know that money we're saving to buy you a bike? For three months I've been scrimping and scrounging, denying myself every luxury to get you a bike. Oh, yeah, but... Well, I'm going to gamble the whole (laughs) $2.10. I'm playing the slot machine with it. Oh, gee, Pop, not the bike money. Couldn't we use your money? No. To teach you a lesson, I'm losing your dough. Oh, not all of it. Just play a few nickels. I'm shooting the works. This machine is crooked, and when you lose all your bike money, maybe you'll learn that you're up against an unbeatable game. Okay, now watch. Here goes your first nickel. Right, you can kiss the first nickel goodbye. This will teach you a lesson. You hit the jackpot. The first nickel, the jackpot. We win $30. I told you that machine was crooked. Well, you're a fine teacher, Riley. You start out to prove to Junior that gambling doesn't pay, and you end up winning $30. But, Dumplin', can I help it if I'm unlucky enough to hit the jackpot? <laughs> But don't worry, next time that kid's gonna learn his lesson. I just bet all of his $30 on a horse. Chester Riley. (laughs) Don't you get it, Peg? This horse, Honeysuckle, can't win. It's a 25 to 1 shot. Well, what what, what does that mean? Well, that that means that if Honeysuckle wins, Junior gets $25 for every dollar he bet. Well, that's a fine way to cure Junior of betting. You find him bargains. Dumplin', Dumplin' Honeysuckle is no bargain This horse is a sure thing to lose Look, look what the racing form says Honeysuckle, last time out, stayed out all night Well, he might win this 
this time. Oh, impossible. You, you see this paper here? The morning workouts? Honeysuckle. Can't be timed with a stopwatch. You need a calendar. Well, I still don't think this is the way to cure Junior. Hello? Oh, yes, just a minute. It's for you, dear. A man called Benny. Benny? Oh, 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 that's the bookmaker. Yeah, give me that. Hello? Hello, Benny. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm throwing away 30 bucks on honeysuckle. But I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll hold on. Peg, they're at the post, and Benny's going to describe me the race. He's got a wire right from the track. Yeah, yeah, okay, Benny, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, hello, Pa. Say, listen, can I have my $30? I got enough now for a bike and a swell present for Maryland. Hmm. I'm sorry, Junior. I just bet you a $30 on a horse named Honeysuckle. You wanted gambling, you're getting it. Oh, but Pa... Quiet. Yeah, 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 Benny, I'm here. Oh, quiet now. Shh. They're off. Joni girl is out ahead. Bowtie second and Sunrise third. Where's Honeysuckle? Yes, where's Honeysuckle? They're at the quarter. Sunrise first by one length, Bowtie second by a neck, but Joni girl is coming up fast. Yeah, but where's Honeysuckle? Yes, where's Honeysuckle? Benny, where's Honeysuckle? <laughs> Honeysuckle's still at the post. <laughs> Wonderful! Oh, come on, honeysuckle. Now they're at the half. Sunrise in front by a nose. Joni girl is second, bow tie is third. And honeysuckle is fourth. Oh, boy, we can still win. We're fourth. Don't get excited. There's only four horses in the race. <laughs> at the third quarter, Joni girl is moving out in front, and bow tie and sunrise are half length behind, running neck and neck. And honeysuckle yes, is... Yes, yes, honeysuckle. Honeysuckle just stopped to nibble grass. <laughs> There goes my 30 bucks. Into the stretch. Joni girl in front. Bow tie second, sunrise third, and honeysuckle. Honeysuckle is now nibbling dandelions. Hearty <laughs> <laughs> appetite, honeysuckle. You see, Junior, today your father learned you a valuable lesson. Gambling don't pay. Well, so long, Benny. Thanks for... Uh, what? No! No! Honeysuckle is streaking down the stretch. Oh, he's ten lengths behind. Eight, seven, five, three. He just passed sunrise. He's passing bow tie. Now he's running neck and neck with Joni Girl. And the winner is Honeysuckle. Oh, boy, I win, I win. Oh, $750. Oh, my heavens. Benny. Benny, what happened here? How did he win? What? Bees. Bees. <laughs> what? What's this about bees? While Honeysuckler was nibbling grass, a swarm of bees stung him, and he shot forward down that stretch like crazy. Oh, those dumb bees. Why didn't they sting him in the head? Seven hundred and forty-five, seven hundred and fifty. Boy, what a head of lettuce. Here, you, you want to feel it a minute, Junior? <laughs> Pop, you know what you ought to do with that money? Of course he does, Junior. He's going to put it in the bank. Bank? <laughs> Dumplin', you don't think I'm going to let those banks gamble with my dough? <laughs> I'm going to play safe with this roll. 
I'm betting the whole caboodle that Punchy Peterson knocks out K.O. Clark in a fight tomorrow night. Oh, Riley, you're not going to gamble again. Gee, Pop, you've been yelling all along that gambling don't pay. Yes, and it don't pay. Never forget that, Junior. Except for lucky people like me. You? Sure. I've been thinking it over, and the same thought keeps rattling around in my head. Why did I win that jackpot? Why did I win with Honeysuckle? Because every once in a while, a born winner comes along, like me. Oh, that's ridiculous. I got the golden touch. Just like that character in a fairy tale. Everything he touched turned to gold. You know, Goldilocks. <laughs> Riley, I'm warning you. No good will come of this betting. Peg, I know what I'm doing. Was I ever wrong? Every single time. <laughs> True. <laughs> but remember, it's only human to make mistakes. And for most of my life, I guess I was human too. But now I've changed. Look, Dumplin, you think I'm doing this for me? I don't care about money. I, I, I want to make life easier for you. Why should you have to stand over a wash tub and wash out my shirts? From now on, I wear a shirt once for five days. <laughs> then I throw it away. Nonsense, Riley. I, I'm not complaining about my life. And I'm thinking of Junior, too. I was always worried I couldn't afford to send him to college. But now I'll be able to send him to two colleges, like William and Mary. <laughs> yeah, but, but, Pop, I'll settle for a bite. Please, Riley, listen to oh, me. Oh, no, no, it's no use. My head's made up. Peg, you might as well face it. You married a goose who's going to lay a golden egg. When Riley found his son, Junior, playing a slot machine, he set out to prove to the boy that gambling doesn't pay. But after hitting a jackpot and then winning $750 by betting on a bad horse, Riley became convinced that he has a magic gift for picking winners. Right now, Riley is generously offering to make his fellow Lodge members fabulously rich. But I'm telling you, Brother Lodge Brothers, I can't lose. I got the gift. Maybe you have, Brother Riley. But why gamble the entire treasury of the BPLA? Because if there's one organization I'd like to make rich, it's the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> Besides, fellas, I keep telling you, the way I bet it's no gamble, it's a sure thing. Yeah, but gambling. I don't know. My old mother brought me up never to gamble. Ah, uh, go on, Yuli. I seen you gambling yesterday. That was not gambling. I was using my own deck of cards. <laughs> well, my system is just as safe. Look, look at this roll I ran up. From one nickel, 750 smackers. Yeah. Okay, Brother Riley, maybe we'll go along with you. Uh, what's this sure thing you got lined up? I'm betting this whole roll that Punchy Peterson knocks out K.O. Clark in a big fight. You, you, what? Riley, you're nuts. Why, Clark ain't never lost a fight yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. But Punchy Peterson ain't won about in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, I know. That Punchy kisses the floor so often, every time the campus sees him, it puckers. Yeah, I know that too Well then for Pete's sake How can you be so sure he's gonna win? I got the gift He's got the gift I, I, I can't explain it But sometimes it even frightens me 
I don't know. I had the same hunch with Honeysuckle. I, I knew it couldn't lose. Yeah, but... Look at this roll of greenbacks. Look at George Washington's face there. Why, if he could talk, he'd say, I gambled at Valley Forge. You gamble on Punchy Peterson. <laughs> there it is, straight from the father of our country. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe we ought to listen to George. It ain't nice to ignore your father. Well, I don't know. You sure, Riley? I personally guarantee we'll win. You guarantee it? That's good enough for me. And you'll never regret it, boys. Oh, and bet some of your own dough, too. And tell the whole neighborhood about it. Get, get everybody in on it. We're going to win just as sure as I got red blood in my veins. We better win, Riley. If we don't, we're going to see some of that red blood. <laughs> won't let you go through with this crazy bet. There's still time to back out. Please, Riley. Now, 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 Peg. Don't you worry your little head about finance. After this fight, all you'll have to worry about is whether you want your nylon stockings with mink tops or mink stockings with nylon tops. <laughs> oh, it's bad enough losing our money. But your club's money and your friends. Please don't go through with it. Even if I wanted to back out, I couldn't. I, I already sent Junior with the dough down to Benny's place to place the bet. The whole roll, $1,100 on Punchy. 750 of my dough, the rest from the club treasury and all the neighbors. $1,100. Yep. Oh, Riley, if you lose, your friends will never forgive you. Now, Peg, I... Oh, oh, that's the gang. Now, I asked them over to hear Punchy knock out K.O. Clark on the radio. Hey, Riley. Come, Come on, on Riley. Come on, Come on right in. Make yourself at home. Come on inside. Did you, did you place the bet, Riley? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all set. Uh, Riley, I hope you don't mind. I brung the widow Brannigan along. The poor old lady's very anxious. She's betting this month's pension money. Oh, well, the more the merrier. Uh, sit here, Mrs. Brannigan, in the rocker. That's it. Oh, Riley. Hmm? You let that Mrs. Brannigan bet her pension money? Well, she's 80 years old. A poor widow. Oh, don't worry. With the dough she'll win on this fight, she won't be a widow much longer. <laughs> hey, it's time, Riley. Yeah. I'm turning the radio on. Okay, well, well, sit down, folks, and relax. Oh, come on, Gillis, sit down. I can't. I'm too nervous. I bet last month's rent. <laughs> Peg. Peg, get some Coke so we can celebrate after the fight, huh? Shh, quiet, quiet. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Good evening, folks. Good evening. Here we are at the ringside. And there's a terrific crowd here tonight. The arena is jammed to the rafters. You hear that? Punchy Peterson just entered the ring. That was K.O. Clark who just entered the ring. <laughs> and here comes his opponent, Punchy Peterson. Hey, Riley. Riley, they're booing. Ah, but wait till it's over. They'll boo out of the other side of their mouth. Now both men are in the center of the ring getting their instructions. We'll start any second now. They're back in their corners now. Yes, we're almost ready. There goes the bell. Clark comes cautiously out of his corner, and oh, Punchy rushed out of his corner like a wild man and landed a terrific right to Clark's head. What did I tell you, fellas? Come on, Punchy. Clark is backing away now, but Punchy is crowding him, and there goes another right to Clark's head, and a left, and a right, and another right. Folks, we're seeing a miracle tonight. We're seeing a new Punchy Peterson, a relentless killer. Oh, Punchy just connected with a left hook to Clark's eye. 
I think he's closed it. Yes, he did. And now Punchy's jabbing away at Clark's other eye. Come on, Punchy. Clark is groggy and holding on. This is murder, folks. Sheer murder. I told you, fellas, I got a give. Now Punchy's got Clark backed into a corner and he's hitting him with everything he's got. There's a left and a right and a right and another right. Punchy's cutting Clark to ribbons. Clark's other eye is closed. Now his knees are buckling. He's stumbling around the ring groggy and dazed. If the referee doesn't stop this slaughter, a knockout will be here any second now. Oh, it's all over now. Let's go collect our dough. Oh, and there it is. A terrific uppercut to the jaw. And Punchy Peterson is down. The referee's counting over Punchy. Seven, eight, nine. And the winner, K.O. Clark by a knockout. Uh, anybody care for a Coke? <laughs> well, <laughs> better luck next time, huh, Gillis? <laughs> K.O. Clark, the winner. It's a cat's apostrophe. <laughs> Come on, man, let's get out of here for good. Hey, wait, Gillis, look, the Widow Brannigan. Yeah, let's pick her up. <laughs> I'll take one arm. You take the other. Yeah, let me help, too. Don't you touch her. Come, Mrs. Brannigan. We'll carry you to the poorhouse. No. No, wait. Mistakes can happen. Listen to me, fellas. Ike, Muley, Gillis, Danny. Mrs. Brannigan, listen. I'll... Sore losers. Well, Peg, why don't you say something? Go on, say it. I, I deserve it. I'm not going to say anything. I think you've learned your lesson. Yeah. Yeah, I learned it. I broke the club and my friends and that poor widow Brannigan. There ought to be a law against me. <laughs> I wish I was dead. I wish I was dead. I heard you the first time, Riley. Oh, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> How are you, Digger? Oh, I'm terribly upset. One of my customers gave me a check, and it bounced. Well, why don't you slap a summons on him? Not this customer. He's lying low. <laughs> well, I, I, I got my own troubles, Digger. Yesterday, there was a big boxing match. At, uh, uh, did you go? Oh, no, no. After a hard day's work, boxing would bore me. <laughs> I prefer wrestling. Ah, wrestling. The moaning and groaning of two monsters mangling one another. The frantic beating of fists on the canvas as an ear is delicately chewed. <laughs> 
The delightful sight of a flying body shooting through the ropes and landing on a hot dog salesman. I adore mustard. It's okay. Yeah, sure. Wrestling's okay and boxing too. But I made the mistake of gambling. And I lost. Naturally. The odds are always against you. Even in the game of life. We have a poem in my circle that bears this out. And I quote. We lay you even money when your life has just begun. But in the end, my dear old friend, we lay you six to one. Digger. Digger, what am I going to do? On economy, all my friends lost money. Oh, then you must make good their losses to the last penny. Get an extra job. Come and work for me. For you? Oh, I'll be glad to make an opening for you. <laughs> you'll start at the bottom, and before you know it, you'll be up to your neck in your work. No, no, no thanks, Digger. I'll pay the money back some other way. But thanks anyway. Very well. But if you change your mind, my offer is still open. I can always use a live man down at my place. Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. You'll see, Peg. You'll see. I'm going to pay back every cent that everybody lost. Oh, I'm glad. I knew you'd do the right thing, dear. Yeah, I I figure I won't be finished paying off until I'm 97 years old. (laughs) But it'll be worth it. From then on, I'll be able to enjoy life. Well, we'll manage, dear. We can cut down on food and clothes. Oh, oh, that's terrible. My poor family's starving on account of I'm such a dope. Peg, I wouldn't blame you if you took the kids and left home forever. I'd even go with you. Hello, Pop. Oh, hello, Junior, my poor barefoot boy. Oh, Pop, there's someone wants to see you. My girl. Marilyn? Well, tell her to go away. I I don't want to see her now. I'm afraid you have to, Mr. Riley. Now, listen, Marilyn. How dare you encourage my junior to gamble? Now, wait, Marilyn. I'm his father. Well, I'm his fiancé. Fiancé? Yes. We're getting married in ten years. (laughs) And I will not have a gambler for my husband. Oh, now, Marilyn, it's not that bad. Mrs. Riley, I don't see how you can live with this man. (laughs) Now, just a minute, Marilyn. I don't have to listen to that kind of talk from you. See, I'm putting my fingers in my ears. (laughs) You'll just have to reform, Mr. Riley. If you don't... Junior will grow up to be the same kind of man that you are. Oh, no. No, not that. Anything but that. (laughs) Don't worry, Marilyn. Losing all my friends and my money, all my friends' money taught me my lesson. Oh, Pop, you didn't lose. Marilyn met me on the way to Benny's and she wouldn't let me place the bet. Junior, 
You disobeyed my orders? You let yourself get henpecked by a chick that ain't even a hen yet? <laughs> Why, it's a disgrace. Why, I out... I... I... I didn't lose. You didn't bet? I can give the money back and my friends won't hate me? Sure, Pop. Here's the $1,100. What a revolting development this is. Well, Pop, I guess you were right about gambling. Yeah, son, gambling don't pay. You see, all I was trying to do was teach you a lesson, and I'm certainly glad I learned it. Yeah, and thanks for giving me the money to get Marilyn a present. Oh, well, that's okay, Junior. The, the only thing is, Marilyn is only 12 years old, and she shouldn't talk to me like I was a baby. It's got to stop. I want her to treat me like her mental equal. <laughs> makers of Teal, the amazing liquid Denifrice, invites you to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach and may soon be seen in Paramount's The Blue Dahlia. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. Tonight's cast included Paula Winslow, Scotty Beckett, John Brown, Ann Todd, and Jerry Hausner. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week at the same time if your community observes Daylight Savings Time. If you're not on Daylight Saving Time, tune in one hour earlier. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley, and for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. again next week when Teal for a Beautiful Smile brings you the life of Riley for laughs. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Well, that was William Bendix as Riley in the life of Riley. The name of that one was Riley the Gambler. As you just heard, it was uh, on NBC it was first broadcast April 27th, 1946. Pretty good. Pretty good object lesson. It's amazing how uh, Riley will always get himself in these messes and always seems to get out of them somehow. Uh, of course, he has a lot of support, I guess, from his family. The television show was very good. Ran for a number of years. I didn't look up exactly how many. And I remember watching it frequently when I was a kid. I don't remember it so much on radio. Although uh, I know there was times when we would go on car trips when I was a little kid, like in 52, 53, 54, my very earliest memories. And I know that we uh, often would listen to, or my parents would have on the radio, uh, NBC, or at least old-time radio programs. And it seems like I might remember the life of Riley on one of those because I remember thinking to myself, it's on radio? <laughs> yeah, it's on radio. It had been on radio for many, many, many years at that point. But William Bendix was a uh, very good actor, always usually had secondary roles in films. I think probably one of his most famous, uh, famous films was Guadalcanal Diary. There was a very moving scene, as I recall, with, uh, with William Bendix. You can look that up.
One uh, starring role that he had was as Babe Ruth in the original film, The Babe Ruth Story. A uh, very whitewashed account of the Bambino, the Sultan of Swat. And it was remade later with John Goodman, I think a little more accurately. But William Bendix was very good as Babe Ruth. Okay, we're going to put Life of Riley away, but we won't wait quite so long to play another episode next time. That, I promise you. that's going to kick things in the head for uh, Monday, August the 2nd, 2021. So glad you stopped by. Come back tomorrow and we'll have an old time radio drama for you. Uh, the episode that we just listened to of Life O'Reilly was from 1946. I didn't really want to go back that far on songs. Uh, maybe next time. But <laughs> I, I did find a couple of songs that are really uh, songs I love and I actually had in my files. Uh, one is from 1957, one is from 1958. So, you know, that's fair. And both of them have to do with the subject of gambling. The first one is from the Everly Brothers. The second one is from Frankie Lane. All right, everybody, that's it. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I'm so glad you met me.
down in Spain. I'm going down in Georgia to gamble my last game. Gamble my last game. Gamble my last game. Mother, oh dear mother, you know I love you well, but the love I have for the gambling man, no human tongue can tell, no human tongue can tell, no human tongue can tell. I hear that train a coming, coming round the curve. A whistling and a blowing, straining every nerve, straining every nerve, straining every nerve. Mother, oh dear mother, I'll tell you if I can. If you ever see me a coming back, I'll be with the gambling man. I've gambled down in town, wherever I meet with a deck of cards, I lay my money down, lay my money down, lay my money down. Matchsticks, you can gamble for gold. The stakes may be heavy or small, but if you haven't gambled for love and lost, then you haven't gambled at all. They call me the moonlight gambler. It can cost me win or lose. I'm a moonlight gambler, and a winner is what I long to be. So I'll gamble for love just as long as I live till the day. Smiles at me. You can gamble for matchsticks. You can gamble for gold. The stakes may be heavy or small, but if you haven't gambled for love and lost, then.
Yeah. 